Hey everyone, welcome to That Triathlon Life Podcast. I'm Eric Lagerstrom. I'm Paula Finley. <laughs> I'm Nick Goldston. <laughs> this is extremely complicated and exciting episode for us. We have three different cameras going. One, two, three. But most importantly, Nick is here in person. Woo! Recording our 100th TTL podcast episode. Did you ever yeah. think? Thank you to all the podcast supporters, the new supporters who signed up and uh, got Nick here. Because we said that on a couple podcasts ago. If we got X number of new supporters for the podcast, we would bring Nick here. He's here in the flesh. Yeah, just, to, just so psyched. everyone knows, I, we're never together for the podcast recording. I'm usually in California. Yeah. Unless we're like in our van randomly right. in I California. Would say also happens. Maybe like 10 out of the 100 we've done in person yeah. together and like 90 separate. Might be a rough estimate, but it is so fun to have Nick here. Not only is he staying for the podcast, he's staying for another week after this. I ch- there was only one flight out. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm <Oops>. sorry. <laughs> I swear we have real jobs. Yeah, yeah right. But right, um, in, in celebration of the 100th anniversary podcast, we got donuts that spell out the I letters, can... the, the numbers 100. One long john. It's one long john. <gasps> And then two circle donuts. So that equals 100. Well, this is through the course of this podcast. By the way, we should say before we get into anything else, we are actually recording this on video and it will be on YouTube the same day as the podcast comes out as, as you've normally listened to the podcast. So for all the people who have been clamoring about a video podcast, don't get used to it, but we are doing it for yeah. this time. Shut your Shopify, shut your, Shopify, <laughs> shut your <laughs> Spotify right now and go over to YouTube and watch this. Yes. And we're going to be slowly or maybe maybe not so slowly making our way through these donuts. Uh, for people who are just listening, we have uh, one shape like a one and two shape like zeros to make 100. So, Paul, do you want to you wanna do the, the yeah, honors I'll do here? the honors here. Yes. I'm also going to grab mine. Okay. Okay. Wait, what is this one called again? This is a... A glazed stick. I call it a long john because, but maybe that's a Canadian thing. I think I at this, I think at the store they called it a a tiger, long john. Oh or, yeah, or maple bar. Well, let me see know. what we got going on here. Mm. Mm. Yes, N- notes of nutmeg. Pretty good. Mm. Okay. Rich cinnamon flavor. It's good. It's quite good. Okay, let's get right to it here. We have two, this or that this week. We're going all out for episode 100. We don't know how long this is going to be. We have a lot of things planned. This might be a little longer than usual, but we got nothing else going on today, right? I just got to edit this, which is going to take eight hours, but but that'll be fine. Okay, so for the first this or that, hello and almost 2024. Happy almost 2024. Adding to the call for questions with a holiday theme, this or that. Okay, so we'll, we'll do a little this or that here. Cue theme song. Uh, mold wine or eggnog? Mold wine. Have you had mold wine? I don't even know what that oh, is. Oh yeah. So eggnog. I I it's a, it, mold wine is very gross to me. So I how do you spell that? M O L D. M U. The the M U L L E D. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot of mold wine DMs, Eric. I'm sorry. Um, wrapping paper or gift bags? Wrapping paper for sure. Way more fun. Okay. Yeah. Christmas day workout or a nap? Both. Christmas Day workout. Oh, of course. Of course. And uh, now, I don't know if you guys have seen these movies, but Love Actually or Die Hard? Love Actually. Love That's actually. our Christmas okay. movie. So <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble here, but I saw this thing recently. All of the relationship in love, relationships in Love Actually, other than like the couple shooting the adult film, are like 
me too like shouldn't happen it's like bosses and their subordinates or like people cheating on their spouses it's all yeah, like i know problematic yeah. we've seen the movie yeah. several times it's just funny i feel like that movie couldn't come out today people are like maybe not i don't know i feel like that's the that's the point um ring in the new year with bubbly or in bed by nine both how oh so you're bubbly at eight thirty in bed by nine? Well, yes. our our plan initially was to probably be in bed by nine in bed by you know midnight East Coast time mm. for here out on the West Coast. But then our New Year's party spiraled out of control and we didn't go to bed until like eleven thirty. Guys, I'm already done my donut. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> are we? <laughs> Sounds like a pacing problem. I, I to hate me. to say I'm I'm gonna uh, for comedic effect here. We we actually do have a backup zero. We have a backup <laughs> set of donuts. So one second as I grab them. Really? <laughs> we got a backup zero. Super prepared. You guys, I can't eat two donuts. We in have a, day. a backup of all three, actually. Okay, so we have replaced Paula's fallen donut. <laughs> um, okay, next set of uh, this or that's here. They're all based on the number 100, since this is our 100th episode. Uh, by the way, I promise Genius. this is a triathlon podcast. Um, do a 100 mile bike race or 100K ultra marathon? I think oh. I would take the 100K run. Wow. What? <laughs> That's a long day. Paula. Those are like, <laughs> dude, complete. Long day. One is, they're like, that is literally twice as long as the 100 mile bike race. That is so, so. I, I just so, don't think so, I could so do long. the 100 mile run. 100K. No, it's a hundred K run. Oh, still yeah. 62 still. miles. That's a, that's a huge if. Yeah. What about you? Eric? I think I would do, I think currently I would do the bike race. Do you yeah. guys know how many people finish a hundred K races that are not, don't train as much as us? Of course we could finish it. Oh, you I, think really? Yes. It's a 62 miles. Yeah. If you go slow enough and eat enough. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's just hard. But maybe you're right. I don't know what it's like to be in those crazy bodies. Well, I hate riding my bike, so I'm taking the run. <laughs> okay, 100-mile run. 100K run, sorry. Um, next one here. PR your 70.3 swim by 100 seconds <laughs> or PR your 70.3 run by 100 seconds? We don't PR 70.3 things. That's fine. That's fine. I will go 100 seconds faster on my run for sure. 100 seconds faster on the swim. Who cares? Pointless. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Do you say buoyantless or pointless? Pointless. Pointless and buoyantless. Point. Okay, very nice. Little punny there. Okay, eat 100 donuts over the span of a week. Oh boy, uh, or drink 100 glasses of wine over the span of three weeks. Wine, 100 glasses of wine over three weeks. So that's 30 glasses of wine. Oh, it's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable. Yeah, I I, I like donuts. Okay, but two or three, I would be done with donuts for yeah. the day. Yeah, Paula. I think I could easily do the donut challenge. <laughs> you know what? I wish they would challenge me. Yeah, and also I. I get little like tipsy off of one glass of wine. That's funny because I get tipsy off a donut. So, so I'd be completely drunk for three weeks straight. Right. <laughs> okay, great. Love <laughs> it. Love it. And then final one here. Oh, this is sad. Spend $100 on bike parts or $100 on camera equipment? $100 on camera equipment will not get you very far. <laughs> that's, not, that's not getting you anywhere with bike parts either. That's one tire. Yeah. You could buy a cheap cassette for $100. You can buy a chain ring for $100. You can buy a chain for $100. But that's kind of like buying bike stuff is just like a necessary right. it's shitty not thing. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah. I would imagine buying camera stuff is more fun, although I've never done it. 
it's all really Ouch. affordable, actually, and you should well, tell I had her a, to do it more. I had a huge box of Arcteric stuff show up that I might have ordered, and I was like, Eric, just pretend this is like getting you getting camera stuff. Don't even look in the box. Let me go to my room and open this in private. <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> with soothing music and candles. And then lit. I keep coming out with new jackets, like... Did you even notice this was new? Ooh, that's like camera I'm stuff. Just, I'm just not saying anything. Because we are filming now on three different cameras. Yeah. Oh, we just, the time just changed. Yeah. Old school, dude. I love mm-hmm. that clock. Oh, this, this could be problematic. I'm going to call myself out here. No, only editing. on the hour. Only on the hour. No, I know. But like, if I edit, time changes. Like, we might have to, uh, I might have to, <laughs> do you see what I'm saying here? Yes. Like, if I cut things around, it'll be like 4.30 to 4.20 to 4.50. That's fine. Uh, I might just... I might just swap that in. Okay, next thing we're going to do is we're going to give away something to one of our podcast supporters. And for those of you who don't know, if you notice, we don't have ads on this podcast. So we rely on support from our listeners. You can become a podcast supporter as well as submit your own questions to the podcast at thattriathlonlife.com slash podcast. And most weeks we like to pick a random supporter to give a bottle to. Actually, it's all kinds of stuff. But right now we're going through bottles. So This week, we put in our random number generator, went through the entire list of podcast supporters, and congratulations, Reed Sund, you won a Paula Finley and Eric Lagerstrom bottle. He's a big, he's a big um, supporter of the, of everything we do. Everything. Oh, really? He He races in the kit. you recognize the name. Yeah, I recognize the name. Which is a, by the way, coincidence, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent a coincidence, but he wore, he wears the TTL kit. I think he like ran with Kristen Yaks. Oh, right. She won uh, Ironman California. Yeah. Yes. In the TTL kit. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Reed, for all your support and your bottles will be on the way. Thank you, Reed. Okay. First question here. Now we're doing something a little different on this podcast episode, we thought it would be fun. Actually, we didn't think it would be fun. Lindsay Corbin came up with this idea. She thought it would be fun if we called some people. So yesterday, Paula on the That Triathlon Life Instagram, she opened up a question and allowed people to put in their phone numbers so that we could call them live on the air. Genius. Yeah, but it's going to be, we're only going to, we got over a hundred phone numbers and we're picking randomly which ones we call and there's a good chance if we call someone they might not pick up or their answer will be so bad we'll just cut that whole segment out (laughs) or they'll just cry because they're so starstruck the whole time we can't use the audio so it'll be really fun and are we starting with that nick yeah okay cool i think we should start with that so you're just gonna pick a random number and call it yep we're gonna guys let me tell you the process of setting this whole hoopla law up is insane. Like it you guys went to Best Buy, you were working on this all morning. I come in and the whole thing, there's no more coffee table downstairs. It's Let's just here. say my, my office does not look like this normally. <laughs> right. It's been a little bit of a rearrangement, but we're so, I'm so psyched. And I think it's going to work with the calling in and you guys are going to be able to hear on their end. and Witchcraft. It's really fun. Okay, let's try it. Okay, first one, we're giving it a go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nick, you talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. We'll see. Hello? Hello, uh, caller. You are you are live can on you the... Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can hear you. You're live on the That Triathlon Live podcast right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Am, can, I, the, am I the 15th caller? 
You're the one hundredth caller. Yes, exactly. Do I win a two night? Do I win a one day no night stay at, at the Noah's Ark in Wisconsin Dells? <laughs> exactly. Congratulations. Oh. You're you finally made it. Okay, so caller, who are you and where are you right now? My name is Tracy Mattel, and I'm walking through Milwaukee. I'm having thoughts and feelings about the cold, you guys. Oh, I'm sure you are. We're in kind of nice. We're in nice bend. We're in nice bend. So, for those of you who don't know, this is uh, this is Trixie Mattel. Uh, a little surprise here. This is Trixie Mattel, Mattel, the drag queen, also our first ever guest on this podcast. So it seems fitting that we have her on our 100th episode. Hi, Trixie. Hello, hello. Hi, Paula. Hi, Eric. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we were hoping that you had maybe a question related to either cameras or running or anything triathlon that we could help answer on the air. I do. Okay, so it's so cold in Wisconsin right now. I mean, like, anything under freezing, I think it's really hard to be outside and run. Like, you know. Um, when I did my marathon, it was 46, and my hands were, like, ice for the first hour. I've heard things about like, oh, it's good to run in the heat, or it's good to run in the cold. What are the main differences? And is one really better than the other? That's a great. For you that's a that's a great question, right? Because you would think running in forty degree weather, there's no way that's better than running in like sixty degree weather. Well, yeah, I've heard from some people that like any time you're in the cold, your body's burning calories like to stay warm. Got it. You know, and then I've heard like obviously for for pushing yourself. It's good to expose yourself to some like hot days running, you know. Great. Great question. All right, Eric, Paula, what do you got? Yeah, I would say running in the cold is uncomfortable unless you are dressed appropriately. So clothing is key when you're running in winter, and we've been doing that now for two months in Bend. But when you go out the door, if you feel a little bit cold, that's fine, because when you start running, you'll be perfectly comfortable. And I try to err on like too many clothes versus not enough. The things I feel like get the coldest are my fingers. So gloves are really good and a little like ear cover hat thing. If I have those two things, I'm pretty much good to go. What kind of what bugs me more though is like the icy roads. Mm. That's where I think it gets a little sketchier. But um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because sometimes you like bundle up and then you're literally like a half mile in and you're like, I'm way too hot. Right. (laughs) I, I think I would prefer to have that always versus being too cold though. But I think like the key to you know, to the cold thing is layering. So you want to have like a solid base layer and then some sort of a jacket that you could either maybe take off or unzip and like have this like internal, this, uh, I don't know, thermal regulation strategy going on. Yeah. And to answer your question about, you know, the calories burned in the cold, your body has to keep itself warm. I looked into this a few months ago and maybe that is true to a very, very slight degree. But regardless of that, the fastest marathon times happen in the cold, around 40 degrees. That is the best place for it. Yeah, not minus 40, but yeah. 40 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, the hotter it gets, the harder it gets. And like when you're running in the cold, I feel like you don't feel as thirsty, but you got to... Trixie, Nick is chowing down donuts right now. While talking on our podcast, <laughs> plowing through a maple bar. Yeah, well, you know that I... Like, I kind of like tell him he looks like a, a Halloween, like CBS skeleton. Yeah, we've so heard like, that. I know body shaming is frowned upon, but I think when it comes to Nick and like, I think he's okay to have a donut. I am okay. I he's, <laughs> he's, okay. I'm okay. he's okay. And he swims. Like, all three of you are like walking calorie deficit. I think you're all okay. <laughs> That's right. We always but, say it's not healthy what we my do. Other que- my other question is, you know, I feel like a lot of running a, like apparel, um, like 
marketing is kind of snake oil. But for, you know, I'm visiting Milwaukee a lot this winter. Is there anything, like any products or brands that you think are really good for the cold? Ooh. In terms of just like quality. Like, like worth the money. Like if it's a splurge or it actually has some great technology where it's, because, you know, you want it to feel thin and movable, but you also want to stay warm. And like, you know, I feel like so many, when it comes to like long leggings and stuff. Oh, and then the age old question. Are men supposed to wear little booty shorts over the, the oh. leggings, or are we just supposed to run around with leggings and then like a, 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 a you know very graphic front? <laughs> I, I would say be the change you want to see in the world. You know, if you are about the leggings with no shorts, then you do that. Yeah, I don't think there are any rules here. I'm very much about leggings without shorts over the top. I just can't dissociate the the shorts over the top from like high school junior varsity. Like I don't quite want to people to see my little spit pasty legs and. I don't know. I I like like the least amount of stuff you can be running in. Be as close to like natural as possible. Yeah, uh, Trixie, my number one piece of apparel for running in the winter, and I wear this nearly every day. It's from On, and it is a sponsor of mine, so I'm a little biased, but I truly think it's the best stuff. It's called the Weather Vest, and it's kind of like this insulated vest, but isn't overly hot. I'll send you a link to it. It's $189, Ooh. which is a lot for a vest, but you'll never buy another winter vest for 10 years. Like it's the perfect running thing. So that's my tip. Yeah. Uh, like pair that with uh, my favorite thing to run in right now is a Merino long sleeve shirt that Castelli makes. Put a vest over that, unzip the vest. You got your optioned out. You're good. That's awesome. Fantastic. That's great. Fantastic. Those are great, great answers. Thank you for taking my call. I guess you guys called me. Yeah, <laughs> we did. <laughs> Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks. That's really crazy. Thanks, Thank you. Trixie. Appreciate it. Thanks for picking up. I don't know up. who is listening to you, but good for them. <laughs> we don't either. Sometimes <laughs> at least, we're surprised. At least our moms. Yep. Yeah. Thanks so much, Trixie. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a bit of a surprise, but that was fun. <laughs> I, had, I didn't know we, that's who we were starting with. I, I didn't know. either. I know. I know. I just decided to make a call uh, last minute there. Honestly, um, I had no idea it was Trixie until she said her name. I know. I knew yep. that. I knew that. That's why I made. I, I teased it a little bit, but didn't give it away. That was crazy. It shocked me as well. Okay. Oh, I just realized. She's for sure the most famous person by a million that we'll ever talk to. So it's kind of cool for us. I'm a bit starstruck. That's, that's fun. And for the new listeners, yes, she was our first ever uh, guest on the podcast because Trixie did get into running and has done a marathon by herself, done several half marathons. Yep. So pretty mm. cool. Okay. That was fun. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay. We're calling a next person here. Hello, uh, caller, Whitney. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to answer. Hello. Uh, okay. So sorry. Just you're on the TTL on, podcast. Okay. Okay. We'll hold. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, we can hear you. This is funny because usually podcasts <laughs> or radio stations get people to call in. This time we're calling you. Yeah, I know. And I, you totally caught me off guard because I never in a million years thought you'd actually pick my number. Oh, uh, well, we did pick your number. And also <laughs> I recognized, uh, we did it randomly, but I did recognize your Instagram account. <gasps> did you? Yes. You've been around the block on the TTL uh, socials, I can tell. I'm an OG. Yes, I'm an OG. for sure. Okay, so, yeah. uh, you're, and your name is Whitney, right? Yes, yeah, okay. you got it. Okay, Whitney, so where are you? And can you just like briefly tell us about who you are as a triathlete, maybe in like 20 seconds? Yeah, I am based in the Minneapolis area um, and started triathlon in 2015. And I just say like it always, it, I just always say that it like changed my life. I just love the like structure that it gives me and 
I'm really just passionate about pursuing my potential. Um, so I think that's why I love it so much. It gives me something to pursue my potential through. Um, Awesome. So yeah, and I'm a health and wellness coach, and cool. I, I'm an injured athlete right now too. So that's like just a whole a whole other thing that I'm. Oh, we know, we know, <laughs> we know that. Okay, well, do yeah. you have a question that we could help answer for you? Yeah, good, good question. Um, so I I'm gonna let you pick. I either have a question about your kit designs or about habits. Um, let's go with the kit design. Yeah, I'm intrigued to hear the kit design question. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, I was just, all, I'm always just curious when I see your guys' kits that, which by the way, always are amazing. If there's like ever any like Easter eggs, Easter eggs in them, you know, like little symbols <laughs> or elements of the design or colors that like hold meaning to you, or maybe it's just that you just like the colors and like the patterns <laughs> there's not yeah but i've just been curious as i'm watching you like huh i wonder if there's like some special meaning to their kits that the rest of us don't know about like our personal kits that we race in yes yeah, yeah. good question that's that's quite the process every year to come up with something different and cool and i get the help from Kristen mayer who's uh from betty design to help with mine um i like to carry over the teal color from year to year and it doesn't have to be anything specific or any amount of size of the teal but I just do like that kind of like I'm known for that a little bit um Lindsay Corbin actually used to put a little what are they called fly fishing oh allure allure on the inside of her kit because it represents her husband Chris who loves to fish so something like that would be so cool I just haven't thought of like the thing yet but it just like brings together you know her family and part of her that's important so it's cool. Oh, I think we could probably get a little Flynn graphic to put somewhere on your yeah, kit. Yeah, we could get a Flynn graphic. I think <laughs> this has to happen. This is born from this call. We yeah. have to do that yeah. for your kits. It's not sure. too late because we're designing them right now. Yeah. So I think I totally think you should put something that represents Flynn. I love that. <laughs> like fat, fast like Flynn on the inside of the. Ooh, that's cool. Ah, that's that's cool. good. That's good. Okay. But Eric's actually has a little more meaning. Do you want to talk about yours? Um, yeah, I don't currently have something on there that's like super special. I have the transition four logo, which is that's special. That's special. That's what I was thinking of. I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess there's not that many people that know exactly what that is. Yeah. So do you want to tell Whitney a little bit about that? Like, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like I know a little bit, but please tell us more. Okay. Uh, so transition four was kind of like, it started out as the original concept that I was trying to go for with that triathlon life, or at least it had like the vibe and the energy that I wanted it to be, but it was originally uh, myself and Heather and Trevor Wortel and Chris Ganter and Matt McElroy. And I wanted, we kind of wanted this to be like this collective of people who cared about creating better content in the triathlon space. We all liked ski movies and Matt McElroy had a degree in film and loved surf films. So that's what we were trying to do. And it didn't quite take off and YouTube in the triathlon space wasn't mature yet. So uh, put it on the back burner a little bit, but now I just see it as my, um, as I don't know, it's kind of like my spirit in the sport, but it's uh, technically mm-hmm. like a uh, production company at this point. So anything that I do that's outside of the triathlon life scope, I kind of think of that as transition four and it's my creative entity. And the the logo for it is an X, which then Eric put on like the front of his kit. Yeah, it's on my yeah. it's on my helmet. It's on the back of my kit, and then we blew it up really big um, the last few years. Ralph Dunning designed that logo. He also designed the tri- that triathlon life logo, and he's helped me do my kits to incorporate uh, that all over the place because that is yeah 
pretty core love who the, I am. Love this question though, because we care so much about our kids. I think more than other athletes might care. Just we spend a lot of time and put a lot of thought into it. So it's a good yeah. question, and I I love the idea of putting Flynn on them. Yeah, no, <laughs> they they're always just so stand out and just look awesome. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Eric, can I ask you of very short follow-up question. Yes, that's what we were hoping that with this call-in <laughs> format, you could actually, yeah, let's have a chat. So I'm really into my Scandinavian heritage uh-huh. and and obviously your last name's Lagerstrom. I have mentioned you when talking, uh, or heard you mention when talking about coffee, about the like concept of fika before. And I have just wondered if sometimes I've picked up on some like Scandinavian influence in design and like the design of your kit specifically, but just in like other things that I've seen you have a hand in designing. And so it just got, has always had me wondering like, huh, I wonder if Eric has any Scandinavian heritage and if so, if he feels any connection to it. Um, yeah, of course, actually the couple of races that I've done in Sweden, um, there was WTSs back there in the day. A lot of times people would just start speaking Swedish to me. Cause I look pretty Swedish and especially if I hand over yeah. my credit card and it says Lagerstrom <laughs> on it, they just kind of like launch into it and I have to like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I yeah. no idea what you're saying. Uh, but yeah, it is Swedish name. Um, I think it was yeah. like my great, great, great grandparents came over from Sweden, uh, back in the day and they settled in Kansas and then most of the family eventually migrated over to Oregon. Um, but like, as far as Swedish design and stuff, I, I think I just have like an affinity and and an appreciation for things that are beautifully simple. And like, when Mm -hmm. I think of Scandinavian design, that's what I think of where like the minimum amount of things that need to be there, it's very clean. And that's definitely how I like to like design my kits for sure. And we yeah. love we love the Fika concept because even though we have a nice coffee machine, we love going for coffee just for the experience. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big yeah. part of what we do as well every day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad that my Scandinavian instincts were picking up on something. <laughs> yes. yeah. Your radar was correct. <laughs> Good luck with your recovery. And we really appreciate you taking the call. You are the perfect the perfect guest cheering you on. Thanks for thanks for calling me. Gosh, this has been like super fun. <laughs> We're glad. We're glad, Whitney. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Whitney. Yep, sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was fun. I do <laughs> I do remember her. I do remember her. We were almost going to run together in Wisconsin, and then it didn't work out for some reason. Yeah, Nick. I bet yeah. you most people that we end up calling, you have had some conversation with. <laughs> Somehow. Over Instagram Messenger. He literally applies to every single Instagram message that he do gets. Not, no, we're, I'm not putting that in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do Even it Even like anymore. a heart eye emoji. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Hi, what's your name? <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Hi. How you doing, Elise? <laughs> Good, how are you? This is Elise Lagerstrom we're talking to, Eric's sister. And what's up? Hey. And for the people who don't know, Elise was our, uh, she was one of our guests and it was one of the most popular episodes we had last year. Yeah. Ultra running with my sister. Yes. Elise does ultra running and she, she was is, a pro triathlete for a Was a pro triathlete yeah. and uh, does hundred milers, plural, just crazy. <laughs> Thanks for picking up, Elise. Well, yeah, we'll keep it snappy. It's not like a full length pod. We're just trying to do like one question with each person. Okay. And we think it's cool to kind of tie things back to who we've had on before. So yes, we're excited exactly. to have you here. So the first two callers we've had, we 
ask the, we ask them to ask us a question. But for you, I want you to help us answer a question from a podcast listener, okay? Okay. So, uh, oh my God, for Elise, like the song. I, I, I tagged this one as for Elise. There's the Beethoven. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, big fan of the podcast. Been listening since I signed up for my first triathlon, Indian Wells, earlier this month. Loved it so much, I signed up for Boulder in June, the same week I finished. Question, maybe for an episode to share with another newbie. I'm a weak swimmer with sinking legs and struggle to go beyond 100 yards in the pool without stopping. My thought was, since I'll end up doing most 70.3 races in a wetsuit, why not train in a wetsuit with buoyancy shorts? I get that swimming without the assistance will make me a better swimmer in the long run, but any downsides to using floaty shorts or wetsuits more often to help with body position get more volume in? Keep it up. Love following. Zach. So age old question age. And and it's a good question, right? It's like, okay, we try to like simulate races a lot. And most of our swimming is done in a bathing suit that we don't race in. So good question for, and Elise did you grew up swimming, right? Yeah. So you're a good swimmer. You understand body position, but you have also Mm -hmm. done triathlons and experienced swimming in a wetsuit. Right. Which is very different. Very different. So why wouldn't you just swim in a wetsuit every day? I guess this person's asking. Or, or floaty shorts. Floaty shorts, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't swim in a wetsuit because I think you just overheat. But yes. uh, mm. the shorts, you know, is a good question. Uh, and when I, was, when I was doing the most of my training, like, I did think that there was a place for buoyancy shorts. Um, and it was, like, recovery swims, um, usually in place of a pull buoy. And I felt like, I could actually get the same sort of effect of a pull buoy without actually having to hold the pull buoy between my legs, which I felt threw off my form. Yes. So agree. I was thinking it. Yeah. In place of a pull buoy. Um, but I think that I, I understand that if you only ever plan on racing in a wetsuit, there is a small argument to be made for that, but I think you're losing out on so much strength. Um, and fitness that you could be gaining in the pool uh, by using them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. What, what I like to do sometimes when I'm in floaty short mode is like do the warm up with them and almost treat it like a drill and like try to internalize in my mind how I feel like on the water and just carry that into the workout as long as possible. So do like 500 warm up with them, then take them off and just try to like hold yeah. that body position as long as I can into the workout. I totally agree with Elise though, that if you have them on, you can kind of lose some of the core engagement and the rotation that you are forced to do if you're swimming without a pull boy or without floaty shorts. So they're a good tool, but using them exclusively, I think could make you a bit lazy. And there are a lot of triathlons where you're not allowed to wear a wetsuit. And if you're exclusively training in that, then it'll feel weird. Okay. Follow-up question. So then with that same logic, do you ever think it makes sense to do open water swims without a wetsuit or should all open water swims be like, no, this is a good time to simulate a race, get that wetsuit on, even if it's a bit hotter than you would like just to get used to that feeling. Man, I feel like the the conditions, there's not a lot of people who have the opportunity to do an open water swim without a wetsuit totally comfortably. And yeah, I do kind of feel like, man, if you got, if you're going all the way to a lake somewhere, you should probably take that opportunity to swim in the wetsuit. Right. So, so the wet, cause for example, Santa Monica in the summer in September, I can swim in a speedo or I can swim with a wetsuit and be pretty comfortable doing either. Maybe I'll get a little cold by the end of the speedo, but not too much. The only reason I don't wear a wetsuit is because it's, 
I'm lazy and I don't want to put it on. But I feel like in my mind, I'm like, you should practice. With I it. should be practicing. You're, cheating, with you're just cheating yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Elise, did you like wearing a wetsuit or as a swimmer, did you always feel like it was a bit constrictive and weird to swim with? Um, so I didn't mind it. I felt like I practiced enough in a wetsuit that I was comfortable wearing it. Yeah. But as a swimmer and definitely where my strength was in the water, I was happy when it was no wetsuit and we were going to have to work hard. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. If, if anyone who's a swimmer prefers a non-wetsuit swim because wetsuits really benefit weaker swimmers more than they do for strong swimmers. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Cool. Elise, thank you so much for picking up. Thanks for answering. And we love so much that you were our guest earlier or last year for that awesome episode about ultra running. Yeah. It does, do we have the episode number? Oh, I, I would have to find it. Okay. Search. If you search Elise Lagerstrom, that triathlon life, you can go back and listen to our conversation with her. It was a good one. It was a really good one. Maybe yeah. on the screen on the YouTube video, we can put up the number. Oh, yes, we can do that. Of right. course. <laughs> of course. This is video. Wait, one more question for Elise. What are you training for right now? Oh, good question. I'm training for the Black Canyons 100K in February. Whoa, that's coming up. That's like a Tucson area, right? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Oh, okay. So yep. if anyone's there and you see someone who, who looks, looks like Eric, looks a little bit like Eric, we we got to figure out if we can afford to sponsor you so you can get we can get you branded at these events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll send you. Some <laughs> By the way, Elise, I just want to say that there was a like a funny kind of segment we have this or that, and it was would you rather run a 100K? or mountain bike 100 miles in a race. And can you believe that Paula said she'd rather run 100K? These guys, oh, yeah. these guys don't really? think I could finish it. Do you think I could finish it? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, she, and, the, and the look on her face right now was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you dummies. That's what I told them. I'd have to go slow and eat a lot. But. I don't know. Like my concern with this is more like the foot. Like, of course. It's not. Like oh, it's blisters. not aerobic. It's, it's, it's certainly not aerobic. Not a, no. yeah, not a fitness issue. No. Well, I have a good resource to dial in my foot and that all those true. things. Yeah, so. I have a phone a friend. <laughs> phone a friend, Eric Loggers from the masseuse. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. We'll let you go. Thanks, Elise. Thanks so much, Elise. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Later. Another successful call. We mm. so far as I have had no no answers. Man, we're just we're like celebrity random person. Yes. Celebrity. <laughs> That's right. Elise Lagos from the celeb. Elise is so good on audio it's or amazing. on yeah. podcast. She's, like yeah. such a good conversationalist. Yes, yes. Runs in the family, I guess. So nah, they're I, smart people. Like I, I feel like they're going to get mad at us, but also they gave us their numbers. No, so. <laughs> you asked for you it. Asked for you it. asked for There's it. There's no way. Opposite of mad. Okay, you asked for let's it. do it. Okay, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. We're doing, we're doing another caller here. I'm glad we got Nick doing it because he could talk to a wall. I sometimes do, you know. <laughs> I feel a little lonely. You never know. Okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. Hit it. Hello. Hello. Believe it or not, you are on that triathlon life podcast right now. We are doing a recording of our one hundredth episode, and you know as well as I that you put your number in that Instagram response. <laughs> so I know I did. So, I, 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 I did. <laughs> who are you, and where are you at? I am Jeremy Lipsy, and I'm in Fanwood, New Jersey. Well, wow. We're a fan of you, Jeremy. So <laughs> we're hoping you have some kind of triathlon related question to ask the experts which of course are eric and paula you can also ask about cameras vans dogs uh that's the end yeah <laughs> that's the whole list <laughs> okay so what was the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome and get out of your own head whether it's in triathlon or 
Nick, for you as a singer-songwriter, kind of like something that just messes with you? And how did you get over it? Wow, good question. This could get really deep. It could get deep, yeah. I Honestly, my biggest thing I had to overcome was like being weird about food for like 10 years and thinking that skinnier was better and lighter was faster. And I mean, that's true to some extent, but it just became a bit of a toxic hole where I wasn't fueling properly and then got injured too much. And how I overcame it, honestly, was meeting Eric, who eats like a horse. <laughs> And, and I was then fast. and I and was fast. So I started eating more. And actually, the consequence of that was I got leaner, didn't get injured as much. And now I'm racing better than I have in a long time. I'm gonna so, take advantage of this and have a bite of this donut. Oh, yeah, Jeremy, we have a we have a bunch of donuts right in front of us. So that's an example. I've already eaten an entire donut. And we've only been recording for 30 minutes. We're not we're not saying <laughs> donuts is the secret, but it's, it's not it's a byproduct <laughs> it's of a way not. of thinking. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's something relatable. Maybe not, but it's um, it's definitely something that a lot of female athletes and male athletes have to overcome. So I've luckily got out of the hole, but it can be kind of a toxic thing. So for sure, yeah. Um, honestly, that was mine as well. What, Eric? Tell 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 us about your experience with that, though. Um, okay. I mean, okay. Uh, it, 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 to the degree that you're willing to share with all of the podcast listeners, of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like get crazy heavy here but i i had a like a clinically diagnosed eating disorder in in college uh and the way that i got out of that is i had to actually go to the hospital get help get help from professionals and break something that is is com- completely in your head mental disorder that doesn't make any sense There's, you can't logic your way out of it no one else can help you other than somebody helping you want to help yourself that, you know, a professional person. And, and that was a, a long process for me to change my relationship with food. And now that, our, now, now it's better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and uh, now we eat donuts all the time. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, yeah. what do you think, how much of, of this problem do you think came from issues stemming from sport? Versus other societal pressures that are put on everyone to be skinny and naughty a lot or whatever. Uh, for for me, it was very much related to sport, um, but yeah. that's almost that's almost never like the root cause of of a disorder like this. It's it was stress related, and it's definitely a genetic thing where there's a control mechanism that kicks in, and then you go, "My life is completely in flux. Here's one thing I can control," and then you inject a little bit of running college cross country. Even triathlon has a has a big focus on yes, lighter is fast. You want to be lean and, and like fast for the racing and everything. And then an obsessive personality latches onto that and it spirals out of control. So um, ultimately, for me, I had to like decrease the stress in my life and and come to the same place that Paul is talking about, where you go, you know what? Strong is fast. It's not about necessarily getting lighter in this power to weight ratio. There's there's two things involved. It's not just like decrease weight at all costs. So. Yeah. So, is there something that you feel like? you could have caught earlier before it became such a big problem? Or do you think once those wheels were in motion, the only way out of it was with someone else's help? I I think so. Yeah. I I don't think that's something that I could have stopped myself unless, like I said, the, the stress had been relieved. I was running college cross country. I was kind of seen as a team leader expected to be on top. And then there was this beta guy who was like trying to beat me every single day. And it was just like, it was so stressful for me to like remain calm and try to be seen as this team leader 
and be fast and all these things. And Jer- Jeremy really opened up a can of worms here. Yeah, it's, you a, did. Great, it's a great, it's a well, great he, question. He, and he, yeah. you, you two are not the only two people listening to this podcast yeah, who that's have true. this problem. That's true. Yeah, that, that's why I'm I'm okay talking about it because I definitely felt like coming out of the, through that um, experience that if I could in any way help one person out there avoid it. Yeah, that's better. You know, I, and and I think like the only ways it could have been avoided more quickly is is somebody else in my life having, having recognized a little bit earlier. And, and I yeah, think stepped we're, in. yeah, we're, so we're in a good place in society now where I think this is a little bit more top of mind and people are a little bit more on the lookout for it. Wow. Thank you for that awesome question, Jeremy, by the way, before we, before we let you go, do you have any races coming up this year that you're particularly excited about? And where we might so see you. I, I am doing 70.3 Western Massachusetts that I am beyond looking forward to. And I am toying with doing Ironman California, but I'm a little hesitant to do a full Ironman. So this will be my fifth 70.3 though. So I think you can do it. If you can do a 70.3, it's, it's not that different right now. Um, uh, <laughs> results may vary. <laughs> as long as it's not in Wisconsin during the rain. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Nick's trying that again this year. I'm so trying it again. hopefully the weather will cooperate and he can tell you if you should do Ironman California. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first year Ironman California was canceled because the weather was so bad morning yeah. of the race. That was a bit freakish. Though. That was freakish. No, you'll, yeah. it's going to be a great time, Jeremy. Thanks so much for being a part of our 100th episode. No, thank you guys for everything that you do for the community. And I love listening to you guys and watching your vlogs. Eric, I started watching you because of your van and your new van is just sick. (laughs) Yeah, We we agree. Saying all the right things, Jeremy. (laughs) We agree. You're crushing it. (laughs) Thanks so much, Jeremy. Thanks for picking up. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Jeremy's a killer. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, next caller. Let's do it, Okay, next caller here. Here we go. What's up? Wow. Okay. So caller, or actually we're the callers. You're the listener. You're the caller inner. You're the important guest here. You've made it onto the 100th episode of the That Triathlon Life podcast. Tell us your name and where you're from. My name is Talbot Cox and I'm from Oklahoma City. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, we got a celebrity on oh, the pod. <laughs> wow. What's up, guys? Talbot, our format is we're calling like uh, random people that have sent us their number to ask questions like, you know, listeners of our podcast. But we decided to sprinkle in some celebrities like you and Trixie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am far from a celebrity, especially if you're comparing me to Trixie. No, you're very well known in this community. <laughs> I would bet more of the listeners know who you are than Trixie, but oh, one hundred percent, definitely, probably true, definitely. probably true. Well, how's it going so far? Well, it's good. We're chowing down donuts, and we are one hour into the pod, so it's it's drawn out, but it's good. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, Nick, were yeah. we are we asking Talbot a question, or is he asking us a question? We're having Talbot help us answer a question. Okay. Yes. So Talbot, this all question right. is for for all of us, and we want your perspective on it as well. Okay. I found the pod about a year ago and I love the work you guys do. I was wondering what camera is recommended for a beginner photographer and any other helpful tips for beginner photographers. Thanks for all you do. Have a great 2024. So my usual answer for people is like an iPhone really can get you a lot of the way, but for people who want to graduate beyond that, what do you think? Paula, you just got a new camera. Talbot, you do cameras all the time. Eric, of course, same with you. 
Yeah. Well, let's get a tablet go first. I guess we should we should qualify. Do we want to talk about photo or video or both? Hmm. I just imagine that anyone who's buying a camera is wanting to do probably wants to have the option for both. Yeah. All right. All right. Both. There we go. Because if it was video, I would still say invest all your money in a new iPhone. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. I mean, the log recording with the ProRes is pretty cool. And what is it up to now? Like nine times zoom lens? Five. five. It's five. Yeah. But five, like, optical zoom. Right. Looks freaking it good. It looks really good. Wow. It looks yeah. really good. I would, I would, I don't know the different models, but if I could go back and change my entire kit out, I would go Sony. Yeah. So I would say a lower tier Sony, one of the cheapest entry level Sonys. I'm sure you go up to the camera shop and, but I, I, I would go Sony personally. Trixie actually me. just bought an FX30 and loves it, which is a crop frame version of the camera that you use for most of the, all the TTL stuff. Yeah, so inside of the Sony lineup, the camera that I've been shooting on since uh, Flynn knocked over my old camera and everybody Rest in peace. pitched in to help us buy the new thanks one. Thanks to Talbot. Yeah, thanks to Talbot. Ooh, I do remember that. Yeah. Wow, good times. <laughs> uh, that's the A7S III from Sony, and um, that's that's a fantastic camera. It's se- certainly not cheap. If I was saying like something that's a little bit below that that'll get a very similar result, I might say the A7C II. Mm. which is very, it's a little bit more photo centric than if it is video centric. Uh, but it's, it's like half the price. The thing I really love about the Sony cameras is you have fantastic battery life, mm. small file sizes relative to how good the footage looks for yep. video. And then the autofocus is state of the art. It's the best autofocus you can buy in a camera. It's it's actually mind blowing. If you were to look at the screens we're recording on right now, it's locked on to Nick's the right eye. Yes. So, uh, Talbot, what do you shoot on? He's a Canon boy. I shoot all my stuff on Canon, but I would switch just because my kit's so big. But switching um, switching's a whole thing because you get, need new lenses. Is that the idea? Yeah, because you need... Yeah, exactly. And so you usually... If you're going to switch, you're going to take a big bath on lenses and all that. you got to sell your whole kit. Yeah. But I'll wait. Usually, uh, Sony and Canon, they always are releasing their... This would be interesting for people to know. They're always releasing their newest and latest technology on the Olympic year. So that's oh, like their main wow. thing they do. Is that, a, so, is, is that a Talbot kind of conspiracy theory thing, or is this tried and true? No, no, no. It's it's every Olympic cycle. They release their biggest cameras, and then all the best top-level photographers get to use them in the Olympics, and they try and test them, wow. and then they use all that for all their imagery. I, so. I feel like Sony jumped the gun and dropped like the A9 III or whatever that shoots like Oh, that like crazy two, camera. Like 200 pictures a second or something. Some, and yeah. As, Maybe they'll use that. Well, usually know. usually they're announced about around probably the next couple months. Like they're yeah. announced going into the year and yeah. then all the photographers will use them at the events and then they be, basically become public in the fall. That's like where cool. oh, us man. poor folk can buy them. Uh, one more question for you, Talbot. When, Aaron, when you're not on site with Lionel and Aaron's filming, is she using an iPhone? No, she recently bought a Canon R5. So, no, sorry. R, R6, R6. Still though. So one step down. Yeah. Um, but we're still working on the settings a little bit. Uh, but it's usually very helpful for when I already have footage and stuff backlogged and she can just get like an interview or something. Yeah, totally. So yeah, cool. That's, that's where it's the most helpful. Nice. Very cool. That's what we do. 
But the la- I have a question for you guys. Where are you going to do your spring training camp? Oh, well, as, as of I wish right we now, had an answer, Talbot. <laughs> as of right now, Bend is spring, so we're just going to stay here. Yeah, we're considering Tucson, though. We just need to find a place to rent. So expensive. Yeah, Caden, Caden Lieto called, uh, called me and was like, I'm going to try to get Paul and Eric to come out to uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I think that's the move. I'd rather go to Hawaii. I don't know why Caden's trying to come to the come to Tucson. We should all be going there. I know exactly. I was like, I think they have Flynn, and I don't think Flynn has the. Does I think he has special shots to go to Hawaii? Yeah, we're not but traveling with like, Flynn. We're not flying with Flynn. With the horse. You, hey, if you guys went out to Hawaii, I'd totally go out there. Oh. that'd be so much fun. Well, we could find a dog sitter. Yeah, we'll just we'll find a dog sitter. Okay, let's, I mean, let's the Queen K gets the Queen K gets old, but if you're going out for a three week training camp, you, it's completely. It's not like it gets old when you live on it. Dude, yeah. I'm not riding the Queen so, K. No. I, I, there's a bunch. Oh, of, dude, there's, there's a bunch so of other riding. Yeah, we're doing the deep cuts. Hey, all right, think about it. I'll join you out there. Okay, right. we'll chat off air more. All right. Thanks for picking up, well, Talbot. Hey, thanks for the call. We'll see y'all soon. Thanks, right. Talbot. Later. Bye. Peace, peace. Bye. What a legend that man. <laughs> great question for him Very yeah. Appropriate. yeah i saw it, i saw it in the list and i thought that's a good talbot question yeah. uh-huh. it because is funny though what he said about sony because he uses canon and is pretty dedicated to canon i shoot canon photography but do black magic for film stuff and i still am very envious of eric's sony setup the look in your eyes every time you pick up my camera and it shoots beautifully and Ugh. is like locked on autofocus. It, takes, and it just takes no work. It's like, Oh, I don't have to worry about the stuff that really is not what I consider part of filmmaking, which is battery management, mm-hmm. how big it is. The focusing, like the focusing is nice, but you can always turn the autofocus off on your camera and then you have yep. full control. It really, the Sony stuff really is excellent. And that's why it is so used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can't say en- enough good things. I have two Sony's pointing at my face right now. I don't know what they are, but the the one thing that I would I would totally accept if they wanted to send it to me is the DJI Ronin 4D oh, 8K. That Pl- thing is big. Please DJI. Okay, let's call our next guest. <laughs> let's call our next guest. Hello. Hello, this is Nick from That Triathlon Live podcast, <laughs> and believe it or not, you are part of our 100th episode. That's awesome. What's up? (laughs) Okay, so tell us uh, your name and where you're calling from. Uh, My name is Zach. I'm from Kentucky, but right now I'm at the Y Swimming. At the Y Swimming? Are you in the pool, Zach? I was wondering what that sound was. Yeah, I I just got out. Oh, nice. Okay, so we're not interrupting your workout. So you jumped out of the water to grab your ringing phone. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean... (laughs) I'll jump out of the water for anything. <laughs> First of all, the kindest thing we could possibly do is interrupt Zach's swim session, so he has yeah. to get out. Of I was going to exactly. say that's like you want your friend to call you in the middle of a bad date, and yeah, like, oh, like, I got oh, a, sorry, my thing, I gotta. <laughs> well, Zach, we've actually met you before. I've met you before. You met Eric too, right? Yeah, yeah, we met yeah. Eric in uh, uh, Milwaukee. Yes. Oh, that's funny. That's right. Very much enjoyed the no. whiskey that you gave me. Yeah, I've actually got another bottle for you. I just keep forgetting to get to the other side of town and ship it. <laughs> That's all. It's all good. Take That's why time. we picked you to call. Wow. Um, but we're hoping you have a question for us. That's kind of the format of this special pod. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll go uh, like a, I guess like a this or that. Okay. Um, donuts or croissants? Donuts, which we're eating right now. Donuts. A really good croissant beats Donuts for me, but if we're taking 
a talking average donut versus croissant, average croissant donuts. Yeah, well, we can't just like fly to Italy for croissants whenever. I we want. wish we could. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be awesome. Okay, next. Um, that, um, okay, next. Let's go with um, gravel bike or road bike. Gravel bike. Paul. Road, road for me. I, I think I will enjoy the gravel bike once I once I'm on one more. You've never tried it's it. It's hard. I tried like, it here one time, Chris Corbin's bike. Yeah. yeah, You live in the land of the best road biking in the United States, so yeah. that's that's hard. We yeah. live in some of the best gravel riding. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty jealous of Nick's uh, Strava feed for sure. It's great. <laughs> I cannot complain at all. All right, um, last question. Last question. Let's see. What is your, what's your most memorable moment in triathlon? Oh... Mine was racing at the Olympics in 2012 and it wasn't a good race by any means, but it was definitely the most memorable in terms of like deafening crowds and just the hype was insane. Uh, for yeah, that, that, that would be awesome. For me, it was uh, the first time that I won escape from Alcatraz in a sprint finish against six time champion, Andy Potts. That was epic. That, w- that would be pretty awesome too. What about you, Nick? <laughs> I think for me, it was, Sometime in January 2021, when I saw Eric and Paula jump out of their van at Chevlin, was it Chevlin? Oh, come it was on! The first time we met each other yes. in person. Yes. Well, that's corny, but yes, it's, sorry, it is nice. I accept. Uh, otherwise, like it's probably Wisconsin racing, Wisconsin. That was memorable. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Like what a, about? Well, so Zach, what are you racing this year? Um, so I'm doing 70.3 Louisville because I live here. Okay. Um, and then I've got. A sprint in February. I've got a, a, a three months of sprint. Sprint February, March, and April. Nice. And um, I bought a mountain bike this year, so I think I'm going to try to do an Xterra in June or July. Xterra Oak is. Mountain, baby. Come on. Uh, the one in Indiana. Indiana. I don't know. Cause uh. It's just because it's close. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Where's Oak Mountain? Uh, Al- Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not too far. That's right. a good course. Okay. When, what month is that? Maybe May? I forget, actually. Is that early? Could be early, yeah. May, yeah. That would actually it's be earlier. perfect, because I wanted to do Chattanooga again, but um, it just falls in bad timing. So well, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, last year, Paula did Chattanooga, and then the next day drove to basically Birmingham to do Oak, watch me do at Oak Mountain. They were, like, on the same day. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, check the schedule. So then that may not be the best. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I really want to try next year, because um, although my road bike is probably my favorite bike, my mountain bike is one that I've had the most fun on. Yeah, I've only totally. had it for a of course. Yep. That's so. awesome. You've, you've, you've entered the dark side. There's no going back now. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the support, Zach, and thanks for picking up the phone. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you again this year at a race. All right. Sounds good. See you later. Thanks. Later. Bye, Bye Zach. So you pulled a fast one on me. You knew him. You know Zach. Yeah. Uh, you know. I guess have... I pulled a fast one on Any... you with Trixie. Yeah, anybody who gives me fancy whiskey, I remember for life. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Anyone who wants to send Eric a present, fancy whiskey works yep. great. Okay, you ready for the next number? Yeah, number? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Hello? Hello, this is Nick from That Triathlon Live Podcast. Uh, you are on our 100th episode right now. Awesome. <laughs> How are you? What's your name and where are you calling from? Or where where are you talking from? Rick in Chicago. Wow. I heard nice. that Chicago. That's very nice, Rick. Okay, we were hoping that you might have a question for us that we could help you answer, specifically Eric and Paula with all their years and years, decades even of triathlon, <laughs> pro triathlon experience. All right, all right. 
Awesome. Well, first of all, definitely, Eric, kudos to you. Love the vibe. Love how you guys incorporate backcountry skiing, all that sweet stuff. Unfortunately, in Chicago, we can't do that. Why can't yep. you just go uh, skiing down the street or something? <laughs> well, like behind a car. We do ski behind the cars sometimes. Yeah. We just tie a rope up and go right, for it. Right, all right. right. Love then, it. That's only up in the northern woods of Wisconsin. But, um, you know, uh, specific question. I guess uh, I'd be super curious to to know how detailed your training plan is. You know, is it, you know, I, I love hearing you guys talk about it. And I, I love the fact that oftentimes you're like, well, it says I should go hard. And it's not super specific. And I think many age groupers want to go they're so type a that they're like well i need 30 seconds at 300 watts and then 40 seconds at 315 watts how how exactly um specific are are all of those for you guys what a great question rick you're a coach right i am a coach that yes. sounds like the kind of question a coach would wow ask. did you just did you just <laughs> guess that paula no i looked at his instagram oh, okay okay wow <laughs> <laughs> uh no that's an awesome question um i i would say that our training is actually very specific. It's like we have very specific, you do hard for X amount of time, you know, times five and here's the recovery length and everything. But then the intensities are in, I don't want to say arbitrary, but it's a range of effort more than anything. Like Paulo, our coach will sometimes give us a, a little bit more specific wattage range. But even when we're doing what he calls fat max, which is, I think was, this is like zone two kind of, it's a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, that for me is like 240 to 270. And there, so he's always leaving in a little bit of interpretation for us, depending on how we're feeling that day and, you know, our energy levels and psychological levels and all the things. Yeah. It's definitely more of a range than an exact number. And I've, I've had a coach that was the opposite. Neil Henderson gave us very specific, like 92% of your threshold for five minutes, that type of thing. Whereas Paulo's a little more open-ended in the numbers, but also, I think that there's a bigger plan behind the training peaks that we don't see. So we're just kind of following day to day, doing what it says a little bit less scientific than what I was used to, but it seems to work. And I think that there's a purpose for everything. So that's kind of, that's what helps me every day is just knowing that he put that there for a reason. If it's a cruise or easy run, it's supposed to feel truly easy and it doesn't always need to be guided by heart rate and power and pace. It's like, the feelings you get when you're doing that, you kind of intuitively know if it's hard or not. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm kind of more along the lines with Eric on how easy is there really easy running? Come on, Nick, you got to help me. I totally agree. There's really no such thing as an easy running. I agree. I could also, especially (laughs) if I'm running easy with Eric, like our easy paces are not the same. So I get stressed because I'm like, this feels hard to me, but you should just go because this is not the same pace for, for both of us. But yeah, yeah, that that happened today. Um, I, I, yeah, it's it's like I don't think easy is a real word, and Paulo's never ever used the word easy. Paulo, your coach. Yeah, he uses cruise is is like that's your aerobic pace, but I've never seen easy written on my schedule with Paulo. Yeah, yeah, running awesome. is running is interesting because like people will say the word recovery run or easy run, and I think with the load we're putting in with riding and swimming, it's really hard for running to feel easy at any point, even if you're running nine minute miles. So it's just because the nature of like the impact, you know, it's always going to have some kind of difficulty factor. I will, I will change my answer a little bit. Paulo did have a a kind of a running joke forever. Easy Monday. He would always write that on a schedule and it was a 60 minute run, 
a 5k swim and another 60 minute run. That's not easy. None of it. There was (laughs) exactly nothing nothing was easy. It was like a running joke, but in your mind, it like sort of faked you into thinking, oh, this is like, there's no structure. There's, these are very low intensity workouts in a low intensity day, but you're still putting in volume, but somehow in your mind, I don't know. It was like, it's like almost like just kind of joking about it and yeah, I think the the only true thing you can do easy is a bike ride because you could go 50 watts and that's easy and you're completely yep. weight supported. And that's yeah. my favorite way to do an easy activity, I'd say. So for running, it's not like any of you are saying that there is something wrong with running at a very low intensity. The mistake is the word easy. Yeah. There, that word is just, it's misleading. Yeah, because right? running's hard. Yeah, it's always hard. <laughs> Even the nine minute or like plenty of people will run 10 minute pace too. Even that, if you're you're still kind of having that impact on your body each yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That's a good question, though. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't like the word easy run. But I will say, like, I like when my plan is specific. Because just like when you guys were doing that thing in the pool today, the, the swim train or whatever, yeah. you did a thousand straight. But you said it went by so fast because you had something to think about. You had something to focus on. And instead of, like, go out and do a thousand at steady pace, it was like, well, you got to pay attention to the person in front of you. And every 100, you're switching who's in the front or whatever it is. I'm like that way with the training too. I like it when it's like five minutes at 252 watts and then three minutes at 273 watts. Yeah. You know? And some coaches are like that. What, Rick, how do you coach? I like the range, just like what you guys were talking about. I think that every day you feel a little bit different. And so, you know, as an athlete, you're never going to feel exactly the same on race day as you do in training. And so you have to be able to make that call. So, you know, instead of Mm. cruise it might just be zone two and that zone two is such a wide span yeah that maybe you're pushing the upper end of it today and maybe tomorrow you're not feeling as good so you're not pushing as hard but i i do like those ranges as well yeah and being mature enough to know to actually listen to your body and that is the key and do the easy if it's if you're feeling tired yeah cool Awesome. Well, Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Oh, thanks for such a great question. That's it's really going to spice up this show. Yeah. It is. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it is. Thanks for listening, Rick. I'll, and thanks. I'll have something to listen to on my dog walk tomorrow morning. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you do know that you can watch this one tomorrow. Yeah. We're, we're, this one's going to be a video. That, that's going to be even better then. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't walk and walk and drive. Uh, walk and walk and watch. <laughs> don't don't walk and watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I won't be able yeah. to. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Later. Bye. This is a this calling random triathlon people has been surprisingly effective and successful. Yeah. Tri- triathletes are very uh, articulate, yes. charismatic. Yes, I thought it was going to be listen like, to what everyone else tells you about Hello? triathletes. Yeah. What? How many grounds of carbs should I take on my run? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, see I'm you sorry, later, I Fred. Fell asleep halfway through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. that's great. That's great. Do you know what's a funny thing to do? What? You guys, all the listeners can do this. Scroll back to our very first episode. Oh, God. And listen to the intro. We haven't actually changed the jingle or the intro. We haven't changed anything. But we were really, I think, different in almost a better way. Like, we were so naive about it. We were much more conversational. Yeah. Not that we're not anymore, but we treated it in a different way. Well, we had no idea where it was going. I don't think us from episode one would have thought, episode 100, I'm going to fly in. We're going to do it with cameras. Yeah, and yeah. No. Up. We're going to be calling no. podcast listeners. And people I mean, are going to be like supporting us every week or every month. It's, no. It's like, crazy. Especially with number one and probably like number two, three, we were still like, let's just record this. And just see if it sounds stupid. Yeah. Like, Which it does, but we, <laughs> but we like that. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, it's been fun. So 
um, ultimately it's been doing. it's been amazing. I uh, we cannot believe we would never have imagined it could have grown it's to, my, the, to it's how my, it's grown. It's my favorite thing that we do. Like I, I love making videos and everything, but this to me is just like pure fun that we get to do every week. Nick has to edit, obviously. Do you, <laughs> I was going to ask you: Do you think if you didn't have to edit, if you had a a, a clone of yourself? That had no negative feelings. I could just be like, yeah, I'll edit for 20 hours in a row. I don't care. I love it. And they did the editing and you just got to do the shooting, the creative part. Do you think that would change your enjoyment of making the videos? Or do you think the editing for you is a part of the enjoyment? Uh, it, it depends. Editing is like such a love hate relationship. Sometimes I just, I'm feeling it and I feel so smart and I got to go show Paula immediately how I managed to like go from swimming to skiing in Canada and, yes. and, you know, like two shots or something. But then sometimes I'm just staring at the screen for three hours. Can't figure out how to go from skiing. The to life swimming. of an artist. Yeah. You just so, described it. I don't know. I think I have thought about it a lot. And, um, there's certain episodes like our race videos. I would love to pay someone to edit those Yeah, because it's, it's a lot of footage and I never have an idea of like going in what it's going to be and like, how do we mix in our commentary and everything? So some of those bigger ones, but these ones that I've been doing, especially like last week and this week where it's pure vlog, I'm just, I'm not stressed at all about the structure of it. I'm just like fun thing, fun thing, fun thing. Uh, those are so much fun to edit. And I will say Paula does give you the satisfaction when she likes it. She lets you know, she's oh, yeah. like, this is awesome. Yeah. Play it again. Yeah. Play it again. <laughs> like, okay. We're yeah. playing it again. Yeah. Play it again. Play it again. <laughs> so then it's good. Okay. Let's do another caller. Okay, other caller. Here we go. Hello. <laughs> Hello. This is Nick from That Triathlon Life Podcast. You, oh, you, hi, Nick. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Uh, you're on the 100th episode of our podcast. Congratulations. I am. Who yes. are who oh, are you and, and where are you at? I live in Edmonton, Alberta. And oh. what's your name? My name is Sheila. And what's your last name? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila Findlay. Yeah, you're gonna make, make us beg. Oh, it's my mom. I wasn't, I wasn't sure you were gonna you were gonna pick me, but thank you for doing so. Well, what's funny is that we've been uh, we kind of had some pre-planned numbers, and now Paula's been feeding me numbers to call, and she thought she would be sneaky and give me this number, except <laughs> I already have your number in my phone, so it came right up. I knew it was you. Aww. It's been successful, though. Everyone we've called has been super into it yeah. and really good. So oh, that's what's your so question? the pressure is on. Yeah, do you, have a, on. do you have a question for us? That's how we're doing this. I have a question for you. Let's Did you ever think when you started that you would get to episode 100? We just talked about this. Wow. <laughs> the answer is no. We thought we'd get to episode two, and then we would quit. Yeah. yeah. But it's um, – sorry, go ahead. What made it, what made you continue then? What made it, what, ma what spurred it on? What kept it going at the beginning? I before you really had a lot of people following, what was the inspiration? Uh, like from my perspective anyway, it's just pure fun. And it's Nick, Paula and I getting like, we have a scheduled phone call where we get to hang out and talk about stuff that we want to talk about each week. And then Nick doing the work on the editing. Like it's easy for me. I think there's a part of it. I think you guys knew how much I had fun doing it, how much I loved it. And I think there's there were some weeks or some times where you guys did it because you're like, this makes Nick happy and we're going to do it for Nick. I think there there was a little bit of that in there. As in, the, well. in the infancy, yes. Yeah. Also, also, as you're starting anything new like this, like you, uh, I don't know, if you're, if you're a successful company or a person and you get onto a new platform, 
like the growth all of a sudden is extremely exciting generally speaking unless you're doing crappy work so for like that was extremely fun at first like our first week we we like messed up the spotify algorithm in some way because we just brought a big audience yeah. over from youtube and it was like we you're did. the like the fifth biggest podcast in the united states just because we went from zero listens to <laughs> whatever a thousand That's the listens thing. we started out with an audience yeah. like i think it would be a lot harder to podcast if you were starting out with nobody knowing what you were oh my, so having the, having the youtube having like the people already following us they just go straight over and immediately listen and that's a fan so i will say though like the i've looked at this data before the 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 amount of total streams or downloads we got in the second month of the podcast is nothing compared to how much we get within the first hour now. of an episode now. Wow. So it yeah. has grown a it ton. It has grown a ton Yeah. since then. Even though we did have a lot of people, we had a lot of people who started with us. It has grown significantly More. from there. Yeah, cool. Well, well yeah. big congratulations to all of you. I think it's just amazing. And even even though you're my family, I still think it's the b- biggest, coolest thing. So congratulations. Thank you. you Enjoy and, it. You, you and Nick's mom are the biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, my mom is a very clearly a fan. She's like, and by the way, the, the podcast would not work without Paula. If Paula's not on the podcast, I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, uh, you can tell her that I feel the same about you. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You're good at keeping everything keeping everything going, even when, you know, Paula's grumpy or... <laughs> oh, thanks, Sheila. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. You keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Love you. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. 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 She's been there. She's a real, like... She's a day oneer. She's a no. day oh, she's a day oneer, but she like she's come to races to help Before like cook food one. and like obviously she was there for you when you were just a wee little child. Yeah. Trying to race your triathlon. Behind the scenes. Yeah. I knew she'd have a good question too. I like every once in a while when we're having a chat, she drops like super insightful stuff about our entire TTL ecosystem. So well, she'll she actually, she'll space the out the, like she likes the pod so much that she'll only allow herself like 20 minutes one day, 20 minutes the next day. So she can listen to it every day. Wow. So part of the reason I'm motivated to do it every week is because she listens. To yeah, it. right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Oh, that was fun. Okay, should we do another? Let's do one more. We can't stop. <laughs> it's addicting. We can't stop. This is addicting. This is also going to be the longest YouTube video you've ever put up. That's true. For sure. That's fine. We're going to put 700 ads in here. We'll be making so much money. <laughs> 700. We don't do ads well, on the podcast. Yeah, but on uh, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> No, seriously, I think we will have to have some ads, otherwise YouTube won't show it to anybody, tragically. Yeah. Okay, let's try another. Ready? Okay, ready. Hello. Hello. This is Nick from That Triathlon Life podcast. How are you doing today? Hello, Nick. I was just making sure it wasn't uh, FaceTime. It was only FaceTime audio. Only FaceTime audio. <laughs> only FaceTime audio. We don't have the funds for full FaceTime on the podcast yet. We're working towards it. That'll be okay. episode 200. Um, can you can you tell us your name and where you're calling from? Just in case anybody hasn't figured it out yet. <laughs> and the longest distance you've ever run. Okay, go ahead. Okay, my name is Heather Jackson. I'm here with my puppy, Stevie. Oh, I'm calling in. From about 20 minutes south of you guys, okay. Sun River. Amazing. <laughs> well, Heather, we're so happy to have you on again. It's just a short clip. We got like one question for you. And okay. the way we've done this podcast is we've had like our random listeners send their phone numbers. So we've been calling them and then we're spursing it out with like our famous friends like you and 
Trixie and so it's Paul, uh, Paula's mom. Paula's mom. <laughs> yeah. That's a laugh. So we're so glad that you are free to talk for a few minutes. So thanks. Heather. Oh, yes. Perfect. Very cool. Okay. So here's this question, Heather, that is for all of us, but I thought it would be particularly good for you since you've done some epically long races and training sessions. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is from Kylie. Question about finding the right bike saddle. As I've been ramping up my training and doing some more indoor training rides, I've been noticing I start to get a lot of saddle and foot pain after just about an hour on the bike. Is some level of pain in the saddle normal? And if so, how much? I've been using the saddle that came with my bike, which is an ISM split nose, but think the split nose part of the saddle may be too wide for me. What part of the saddles do you all ride? And if I were to try a new saddle, what brand would you recommend? Ooh. I actually have a really good answer for this whenever uh, Heather's done. Well, it's Heather rides mostly a gravel bike now. Like, have you been on a TT bike since last year? Ooh, uh, I don't, I think I got on it once maybe, but okay. I did to the, this, this question. I, I rode an ISM saddle for ever. It was the only saddle I rode until I actually made the switch to the Shimano pro saddle just recently. Um, which is also a split down the middle to have that kind of open entry. So I think the biggest tip would be to find that width that they're talking about. Sometimes with the ISM, I have friends and family on those as well is like tying them tighter. So it's not as wide even oh, with just zip that. ties. Yeah. That is but uh, the Shimano not a- pro saddle I'm on now is, uh, I like that having that kind of like open area for your area down there for sure. <laughs> and it's much narrower so is that the tt the tt style pro yeah but i have it on my gravel and my road bike yeah yeah Um, i rode that forever on my tt bike and it's it's really good now why so my understanding is that your sit bones like the 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 part of your butt that you're actually sitting on it it's it kind of changes the more you roll forward and the exactly. width that you need for a saddle also changes depending on how rolled forward you are so i'm curious that you use the same saddle on your tt bike as you do as you do now on your gravel bike, even though your position I'm yeah. sure is different. Position is definitely different, but I sit the same. Like I roll like my wow. pelvis forward, like I'm still time trialing, and I set up my bikes that way. So wow. still very much. <laughs> do you feel like in the Do you feel like you're able to get more arrow on a gravel bike than the people you're racing against? Ooh. I feel like I would if uh, so many of the gravel races have been <laughs> the arrow bars, but I still try to ride as arrow as possible. Very, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're also just so little that I think you're arrow by nature. Just even that if you're helps. sitting up, you're an arrow. I'm looking at this saddle online. So it's not separated right at the nose. It's attached at the nose, but then there's a big gap in the middle. Is that right? Exactly. Yes. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah, we yeah. Eric and I ride the power saddle from Specialized. Similar looking idea. Very, very similar. So I think that that's kind of the way to go for a lot of people, men and women. You guys ride the power on your TT bikes? No. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, we ride the, the Sidero. Sidero, but it also ride. has a gap like this. I, yeah. I love the power saddle for my road bike, though, and my mountain bike. I have the power saddle. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So so the, the thing that I immediately thought of when this came up, which could be a good option for some people, the Australians, uh, Ellie and Zach, when they were here, they were trying out this new saddle and I think have some sort of affiliation with the company now. It's called Buy Saddle. And you can actually, there's like, gears oh, in it that like nice. allows you to adjust in the front and in the back and the, everything how wide the uh those like channels whatever you want to the sit yeah. spot so because right. every, everyone's <laughs> sit bone is a different width yeah so yeah. if you're like a tinkerer and 
can't find the right thing, that might be an interesting option. Okay, yeah. now to answer this question though, is it normal to have that kind of pain uh, in an, after an hour? No. No. No, because no, imagine if you're going to keep extending that, that would just get worse and worse. And especially if you're also feeling foot pain, that's a clear sign that like, there's something numb. Yeah. Something's not There's right. something being pinched from somewhere. <laughs> so Heather, at the end of a long gravel ride, will you even notice your saddle or is it just kind of there and it's like a part of your bike, you know, or are you like, oh, I'm getting pretty uncomfortable here? Um, I mean, I certainly get uncomfortable as the day goes on and you're, but I think that's more just being in a saddle for eight, nine, ten hours. Yeah, oh my gosh. no matter what saddle it is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I certainly don't have discomfort. I don't have like pain discomfort or like numb numbness or tingling or anything. So I think that's definitely something to be concerned with. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, it is achievable. You just got to like, the problem here is trying different ones, which is quite challenging, yeah. but go totally. for the Shimano pro or the specialized power. I think that that might work for a lot of people. I don't, I don't know if it's the case still, but at least back in the day, you could go into a lot of bike shops and they would have demo saddles yes. that you could rent yep. from them for like four or five days. And that will save you a lot of money. But I just, I think at the end of the day, most people have to try like three or four saddles yep. until they find the one. Yeah. Right. Yes, totally. Sad truth, but it's part of the game. But once you do find that <laughs> saddle and you can just focus on everything except for that, it is a nice reward. Yeah. And like maybe buy four or five of them just in case they stop making them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Heather, for answering. And we should uh, get dinner this week before Nick goes home. He's here till next Thursday. Oh, sick. Yes, for sure. Okay. We are here. Cool. <laughs> we'll text you off. Okay. We'll text you after. Okay, cool. Perfect. Thanks, Heather. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 This uh, this calling has been a smashing success. <laughs> Can I just say, how are we ever going to go back to just talking to each other? <laughs> I, so I hope it's fun for the listeners, though, because it's very fun for us. But I, I don't know how it's going to translate. I don't know. At least my experience with our videos and stuff. If we're having fun, right. like the, and if, if I'm watching a video Comes of someone across. else having fun, even if they're freaking playing dominoes, right. like this is awesome. This person's so excited about the thing. If you're liking this and you're watching it on YouTube. Leave us a comment. If you're listening on Spotify, you're missing out on the visuals, but let us uh, let us know with a comment on Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feedback is much appreciated, and we will put your comments into action. Yep. Okay, should we should we do one last one? One last one. Try, call him back. Can I just accept the call? Yeah, yeah, do it. Okay, we're going to do something crazy here. We're going to accept a call. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and you are the first person that is actually calling in to the That Triathlon Live podcast. This is Nick, by the way. First ever call First in. ever, yes. So uh, who who are you and where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Mitch, uh, and I'm com- calling in from Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mitch, sorry to put you on the spot like this. I hope you weren't just calling back a random number and now you're like, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> no, all good, all good. Uh, okay, Mitch. So, uh, as you probably remember, we're doing our 100th episode now, and we're calling some podcast listeners, hoping that they may have some questions. Not that they wrote in, but that they will read live to us on the air. You don't have to read anything; uh, you can just tell us. But we yeah. were hoping you had a question for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I have followed along for quite a while, um, and I'm actually just about to. Uh, start racing professionally. I just took my pro card Sick. going into this year. Wow. Congrats. Um, thank you. Uh, and me and my girlfriend, we've followed you guys a ton. 
Um, we've actually met uh, Apollo a few times at a few different races. Um, we race for, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but <laughs> we really race for uh, Working Triathlete. Oh, um, yeah, I do remember you now. If I saw your face, I would recognize you instantly, but the phone calling yeah, is weird. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I guess basically a uh, question I have for you guys is, you know, being in the position that we're in now um, and kind of haven't really proved ourselves to uh, the world yet, um, what are some of the things that you kind of recommend to, like, entry-level pros? Um like when it comes to uh, potentially being valuable to different brands. Wow, uh, that that that's a great question. But you and your wife are both new professional athletes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So we j- both just took took our pro cards. She has had two uh, age group wins in 2023. Um, all my finishes were top five. Um, All right, say say your first and last name, both of you guys. Shameless plug. Everybody can go follow you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Ott. Uh, I guess my Instagram handle is Mitch underscore A Ott, and hers is pretty sim- similar. Uh, it's Caroline Kaplan. Her Instagram handle is Caroline underscore R Cap. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's, I mean, that's a, such an interesting and awesome question because we just launched the development team. And the whole point of that is us trying to share this exact sort of thing with some people in your exact position. How do you jump into this crazy landscape of like, am I supposed to take pictures? Am I supposed to have a YouTube video like channel on day one? And am I valuable? You know, it's, it's a man, I, it's a hard time. There's a lot of different <laughs> ways to do it. And I think, what we found throughout doing all of our media stuff is that results are still important. And if we weren't racing well, none of the stuff we do would be as relevant. So personally, my, my main goal every day is to get up and train as well as I can. So I can still go and win races and have the best results I'm possible. That's possible. Um, and the other stuff is a bit secondary to me, but Eric loves the media stuff so much that to him, it's like energy. So he can do the videos, he can do the pictures. So my advice to you guys would be find what it is that gives you energy and what you love to do. And whether that's pictures or I don't know, different things, but a podcast videos and make that your thing and don't let it overtake your training and like your mission to be the best athletes you can be. But those things all are valuable to sponsors and help with your visibility ultimately. And I, I really think it's cool that both of you are doing this together because that's a cool story to begin with. Like you've already got something unique about your pathway to being a pro and it's that you guys are doing it together. It's like me and Eric doing it. Yeah, together. I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, people love that. Cause it's yeah. like, what's the dynamic? It's not always yeah. easy. So it's really hard for, I'm sure most people out there to imagine training with their significant other all day long and like, very challenging situations. It's like the amazing race when they're like, okay, you're both going to carry these huge rocks up a hill together and you can't leave each other's side and like, Oh, everyone fights get the popcorn. Yeah. This is going down. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Paul is straight is, is like bang on the thing that makes most, that makes you most valuable is, uh, is telling a story and like saying, here's the thing that's important to me. Here's what I'm trying to achieve in this world or in this whatever. And like sharing that process of growth and, and, you know, progress towards, that thing that's just like that's a storyline that's been going on since people could write and tell stories and like we all latch on to that oh i can see this person cares a lot and is pursuing a thing that's important to them are they gonna do it yeah 
So that might be that might mean that you uh, take pictures. That might mean you write a blog, do a vlog, like any sort of thing. But putting it out there and giving some people, like when you do ultimately win that first big race, they can go back and like fall in love with your story. Oh wait, Mitch, you're a former rower. That's a cool story too. Yeah, yeah. So I I didn't grow up swimming or biking or running. Um, I grew up rowing. <laughs> I rode for about nine years throughout high school and college. Um, that's like the, the most I've spent my time in the, yeah. the biggest, you know, uh, way I've spent my time. And then when I graduated college, started racing triathlon. Um, so that was just about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then I think rowing is like one of the best sports to come from because your aerobic engine is like so big. It's the hardest sport. And my mom's a rower and we were doing this. We were doing 2K time trials over Christmas break because we thought it was fun and in a horrible way. But what's your 2K PB on the erg? Oh, that's know? a big question. Uh, 618. And oh, was, damn. That's fast. <laughs> I was lightweight. Oh, you're a lightweight, lightweight too. Rowing. Oh, my gosh. Because my brother's like 300 pounds and his is... I don't know, six something, but he's way, it's he's way harder. Strong, it's way yeah. harder if you're lighter. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. Um, well that was a, t- that was a bit of a tangent, but I'm fascinated by Rowan. <laughs> we so. love tangents here. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's that tangent life <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes. Mitch, tell, tell us what you're racing first and maybe we'll run into you this year somewhere. Uh, the de- debut for both Caroline and I will be, uh, St. Anthony's. Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. Sick. So they'd be racing Best race in the country. Paula, potentially. I just got an email today actually asking us to come back. Wow. So yeah. Hopefully we'll, well hopefully we'll see you there. Yeah, sounds great. Oh, I'll, I'll 100% be there. Yeah, yeah. It's, our, it's one of our oh, favorite sweet. races. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for picking up, Mitch, and good luck with the training this winter. And your pro life here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's great to uh, talk to you guys. We definitely look up to you and wish you the best of the luck for the rest of the year. Thanks awesome. so much. We'll we'll chat with you soon. Have, Have a, good a good one. Bye. 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 How are we possibly going to top this? I We're going to do another 100, like, I think episode 200, we have to do the same thing. And, um, I agree. This is so cool. Where do you think we will be at episode 200? Like, I don't know. I guess Dead? I, I never... <laughs> that's I, not how time works. <laughs> ide- ideally not in our, the upstairs office of our, of our room. I, um, I, we're going to have a freaking podcast studio... It, it, like TTL World Headquarters, that is not our wow. house. Because it's long, two years. How long yeah. did it? It's two years. Yeah. Well, if we do every week, it's it's a little okay. Uh, it's l- around two years. We're going to be in the same house in the same office, or in TTL headquarters in Beijing. Yeah. You know who no. knows? We might just have like a like a little newborn baby sitting right here. Oh my god! <laughs> Will Flynn continue to grow bigger? <laughs> oh my nope. god! Just okay. whining. Um. Well, I don't know. That was fun. If it was up to me, I'd keep going. But Nick tells us this is going to be hard to edit. This is, I'm editing for the first time a video in conjunction with the audio, which already takes me like three hours to do each week. Yeah, so, this is going to be a bear to edit. But yeah. I think it's worth it. And I just want to say personally, this is easy for Eric and I. This is not easy. Nick does all of the hard work of this. We just get to uh, chat with him every week. Nick edits it. He does the sound. He does the jingles. He does the <laughs> this or that with TGL. <laughs> that right. is Nick's voice. So thank you, Nick, for making this possible. Thank you, you to our welcome. supporters yeah, that's who make the real this possible. Thank you. Truly, that's what keeps this going because we are able to compensate 
Nick and we get a bit, I mean, it just feels like a thing and we feel loved and we feel like people want to listen every week. And if it weren't for you guys, we would not be motivated to do this. So huge thank you to the supporters and just to everyone who tunes in and listens. Are we going to (laughs) cry? Are we going to cry? Our donuts are gone. Our donuts are gone. I started eating your replacement one, Paula. I'm halfway through your replacement (laughs) one. I had my whole, whatever, Long John Silver, whatever it's called. (laughs) Long John Tiger. (laughs) Long John Tiger. Tiger. Exactly. That's a sexy name. Long John Tiger. Maybe you should have named your newborn Long John Tiger. (laughs) All right. We can have a baby if its name is Long John Tiger. Deal. Deal. It's going to be so fast, though. Yeah. He better be with a name like that. Guy rips. His name is Long John Tyler, too. Okay. Well, we had great. Thank you for everyone who did pick up and answer. That was really fun. Really fun. Okay, cool. See you guys next week. Ah, It's over. Well, they won't see us hear you next week. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, Yeah. we'll talk to you guys next week. Mm -hmm. Bye. 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 Bye.